What a blessing to be with you today. I'm in the studio with my lovely daughters, Alea and Madeline. And man, we've just been having such a wonderful time uh, just talking about God and family and the history that we've had with each other and things that we're praying will be a blessing to you, things that will help you. Um, today, we have a very important subject that we want to talk about, and that's having a personal relationship with God. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more important in life than knowing Jesus. I mean, he's the whole reason why we have life. The Bible says it's in him we live, it's in him we move, it's in him that we have our being. When it comes to how important that relationship is, what, what was the thing growing up, and I'll start with you, Madeline, what was the thing with you growing up that caused you to want to have a personal relationship with God? And then here you are living in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. um, your parents are already saved. We're involved in ministry. Um, man, we drug you to church constantly, yeah. like six days a week. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what, was it that, that, what was it that you remember caused you to want to make Jesus the Lord of your life? How did your relationship? Um, I think it's just that you, from the very beginning, you taught us that it wasn't a relationship based off of you and mom's relationship. It was our own personal, like our own personal friendship with God, our own personal. He is to us differently than he is to you and who he would be to mom as well. And I think that um, just that was something that I've always known that it was something that was a personal thing. It wasn't something that was tradition or something that was um, you just did. It was something that you actually had to cultivate and grow yourself. And um, I think just watching your example, but I'm just going to be honest, another yeah. reason why would be because of Alea, because um, being able to just watching <laughs> how she did it and everything so that really helps just seeing that how how she went i'm not going to look at you because i might cry oh, <laughs> i won't cry no. do it no but i'm um, just i'm um, seeing the example that it is something that you um just seeing how far you can go with it and also um i don't know i think also and after i graduated i always had a relationship with god but i can like pinpoint it like to where i had that relationship with god but when after i graduated i took a year off after i did a semester of college I just did um, work at the office yeah. and I volunteered and I told you I want to grow and I told you take me to meetings with you, take me to mission trips and I told you I really wanted to do that. I think in the very beginning we started that whole year off and we went to a minister's conference and for a whole week we had all these amazing speakers like Kenneth Copeland, um, Dr. Jerry Seville and all these great men of, and uh, women of God and I think um, I can pinpoint it to that right there was when it was, became that relationship with God became something to where I wanted to share that and I wanted, and it became so much more real to me because it was something that, I don't know, just like a light bulb flashed. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's something that became really, really real for me to where I wanted to chase it even more. So mm -hmm. that's probably what it was for me. All right, man. Because what you give attention to, you give power yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I remember that year I drug you all over the globe. <laughs> yeah, and I, which I'm very grateful for. I love it. Amen. Amen. I didn't know it was going to cause you to stay over in Australia, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missions trip. But, uh, but, yeah, isn't it amazing how the influence, not just your parents, but also, you know, like I said, you, you know, your older sister. Yeah. How about for you, Alea? It was me. It was me. It was my baby sister. It's my baby sister. For me, like, I think I was a weird kid, uh, to be honest, because I remember doing things very early. Yeah. Um, like now looking back and realizing Maddox, our oldest is the same age I was, he's eight, when I remember going to the altar and being like, God, like he, remember having heard the pastor say that 
speaking in tongues was a gift. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing at the altar and being like, I'm not leaving until I can speak in tongues. And I believe that was the same Mm -hmm. for you and hearing you even Mm -hmm. have mentioned that. And, you know, I got filled with the Holy Spirit at eight. I remember that. I remember being that same age and being like, Lord, I want to like, I just wanting that supernatural, that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, manifestation of something. And I remember getting that vision of China and telling you, like, I saw myself, like, I want to have a mission trip to China. Um, You know, I remember that. So I, I always had that relationship with God like that. But I, I can remember, like she said, that pinpoint of we had just moved to Visalia. Mm. I was in seventh grade, so 13. And it was a new school. I was junior high, you know, and I remember just this feeling of, okay, Leah, like I don't even, I wasn't even in a church service. And I think that a lot of times, total sidetrack, people contain the Holy Spirit to the altar only. And not to dismiss the altar, Mm -hmm. but he's with you anywhere. If you leave that open door and you've always taught us to listen. And I just remember having this question of, okay, what are you going to do now? Mm. Because this, you know, you, I had an opportunity. I was new. I could have done whatever I wanted. I was in a new school. You know, I could have, I mean, you would have prayed it out of me and probably beat it out of me. But I remember Most. feeling like yeah. <laughs> I was now in a position where I could be secretive. Like, I just remember feeling like I could, I could really be that preacher's kid and be that um, Christian. I think I had the first opportunity of Christians that weren't Christians. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember feeling the Holy Spirit just asking, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you mm. going to walk this life like your parents because you want to or are you not? Like, And I remember at 13 just choosing, Lord, I want this because of me. And I remember even saying, even if my parents leave, I'm still going to serve you. Mm. And I just remember that at 13. And and I really, like the Holy Spirit just said, okay, remember this. Like, and so I've always, throughout the years, like there's always opportunity um, to do other things and the yeah, enemy comes. Yeah. He's, he's not going to just yeah. go after adults. Yeah. Know, he goes after yeah. kids. Yeah. And um, I just, I, you know, I think because it's me and that's how God speaks to me. And I just always, you know, remember. I'm saying, okay, what are you going to do? Remember it. Mm-hmm. Remember you said. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm like. You know, I'm kind of like you and that, like, yeah. if I said it, I'm doing it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so it, for me, that's what it was. It was that moment of, but again, it comes back to you've, you've opened that door for us to be able to hear in yeah. those moments. And mm-hmm. I just remember that 13 years old, just knowing, mm-hmm. are you all in? Or are you not? And yeah. 13 is a, your yeah. age of accountability you really yeah. are. And so for me, that's how yeah. I was. Yeah. yeah. 13 knowing. Yeah. It comes down to, yeah, those choices and, and, um, you know, and it's, and what's beautiful is that when you do have a family where where the Lord's present, yeah. um, it man, it does help, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, it does. When you're raised and and that's what's normal is, yeah. you know, God being not just a part of your life, but being the yeah. center of everything that you do, every choice you make, every decision. I mean, you you think about, uh, you know, I mean, every time we moved was for ministry. You yeah. know, God moved us from where we were at in Blythe all the way to you know, Southern Cal, you know, to help plant a church. And then here we moved to Visalia to plant a church because God told us to go. Yeah. And uh, and I think that, you know, it's it's in those things when you have a heritage, you know, of others that have gone before you. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 2 through 6. Um, 
you know, where, where Timothy, the apostle Paul was driving home the value of, mm-hmm. of having those that have gone before you that have relationship. Mm-hmm. And why don't you go ahead and share that with us? With verse two? Uh, yeah, Second Timothy, yeah, chapter one, verse <clears throat> two through six. It says, uh, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. I mean, isn't this awesome? Here you have the the Apostle Paul, you know, sharing how important his forefathers were to him and where yeah. he was at. Now he's a spiritual father. He's an apostle. And, and he's got his young protege, Timothy, there. And he brings up the legacy that that's been laid out for him. Mm-hmm. He said, I see something inside of you that I seen inside of your mother, and I see it all the way back into your grandmother. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's truly what it is, is it's, you know, the power of a relationship is you valuing it so much that, you know, you can you can build a legacy off of that to where that relationship, if, if it is valuable to you, yeah. it'll Very be true. valuable to those that value who you are. Yeah. You know, you guys were raised in a home where we showed you how important God was to us. You know, we showed you how he meant everything because to us, he w- it was life and death. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that uh, that by inviting Jesus in and making him my Lord, yeah. that it was going to make me a better man, mm-hmm. a better father, a better husband. And that's what I wanted. I, I wanted to succeed. I wanted to... I wanted to give you guys a life that I didn't have with my parents, you know. Um, I, I wanted there to be something solid. And, you know, and what I didn't know was that as I stepped towards that relationship with God, you know, you know, when you truly fall in love with him, mm-hmm. you know, that relationship will take over and there'll be such a desire yeah. inside you to where you become consumed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happened for me was we became consumed. I couldn't get enough. I still can't get enough, you know, of the Lord because, you know, every one of us, you know, for most part, most people have been raised knowing the house of God. Mm -hmm. You know, they've gone to church for a service or baptism, a wedding or something. People know the house of God, but not everybody knows the God of the house. And when I came to a place where I knew the God of the house, the... The change that took place in me, I, I, the best thing that I can find, you know, that, that really describes the same attitude was when I think about the Apostle Paul. And uh, in Philippians, you know, chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, I, I, actually, I'll read chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to read verse 7 through 10. I'm going to read out the Amplified Bible. The Apostle Paul is just talking about that personal relationship with God. He he, he lays out exactly the value system that he has in that relationship, mm-hmm. what it means to him. Now, this is a man that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Yeah. This is a man that was the chiefest of sinners, and he became the chiefest of the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know what someone like him did. I want to know what relationship did he have, yeah. you know, and what did he do so that I can have that. Yeah. And this was his attitude. He says this, beginning in verse 7. He says, for whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me, 
I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake. Yet furthermore, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and I love this, the supreme advantage Mm. of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I have lost everything and considered all to be mere rubbish in order that I might win, gain Christ, the anointed one, and that I might actually be found and known as in him, Mm -hmm. not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ the anointed one, the truly right standing with God which comes from God by saving faith. Now hear this right here. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly, more clearly. Look at this, more deeply, more clearly, more strongly. He says that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which exerts itself over believers, and that I may so share in his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope. I mean, this is powerful. Yeah. I mean, what comes to your mind when you think about this? He, when he's talking about that supreme advantage, he says, this is my determined purpose. It's mm-hmm. to know him deeper, to know yeah. him more clear, mm-hmm. to more him strongly. I mean, what does that attitude do to a relationship with that someone has with the Lord when they step into this kind of passion? I think that's, that's the recipe for staying power. Yeah. That's for me, that's what I think you can yeah. see people all day long where, you know, every day where you see them rise in the name of Jesus and then you just see them fall. Mm-hmm. And it's, I believe, you know, great intentions, you know, um, you don't step into the ministry, I think, for the most part, unless you have a good intention, you want to help somebody. Um, but if you don't have that you're you're going to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. The enemy is going to put yeah. a target on you and you're going to get knocked down because that goes further. That's dedication. That's devotion. That's that's, that's good. That's above all. It's yeah. not it's all in. It's not halfway or let's see if it works out. And I mean, we're people watchers. Yeah. We we listen to what people yeah. say you yeah, and I. Do. And I mean, I can recall even somebody, you know, starting a ministry and really kind of saying, well, I'm glad people showed up because if they didn't, I think I would have just thrown it in and packed up. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I mean, I remember you preaching to empty chairs. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, it was just us that yeah. we, you know, we were just, you know, watching your old videos yeah. and everything and just looking at the history of the archives full suit. and you were full suit laying hands, like you're laying hands. It was the staff, you're laying hands on them, yeah. you know, and uh, well, they're staffed now. And uh, there I am, like right there, holding the little, the little yeah, cloth, yeah, you know, yeah, that you lay yeah. on people when they fall out. Empty chairs. <laughs> and, uh, we, we had it all set up mm-hmm. because so that's all in. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I can't honestly. I cannot comprehend 
I understand what leads people that to be opposite of that, but I cannot comprehend that feeling yeah. of it being optional. Yeah. Like it's living a life yeah. at the altar. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I get out of it. I just get out of it. It's living that life at the altar. Yeah. Always. What do you think, Madeline? Well, I think when you live the life of wanting to know God more and more, obviously that brings growth. Mm -hmm. And when you um, you kind of get in that place where you're content with just staying where you're at and you don't want to go further with knowing who God is, when uh, when we know who God is, we know who He wants us to be. And yeah. we know who we're, uh, we can be. Come on. And so when we have um, that great relationship with God and we're getting to know Him, I heard a, a, a passage, not passage, I heard a pastor say, he said when people uh, don't take the time to learn who God is and to know who he is and they have that warped sense of who he is, when, they don't, they, when they're wondering who God is, That's it causes good. them to mm. wander. Yeah. To wander. It's really That's good. good. So wondering causes to wander That's instead really of just taking the time to learn who he is. And so when you're wandering, that means you're going through unnecessary roughness. You're mm -hmm. going through um, times where there is just life is hitting you back and forth. Mm -hmm. When you have everything you need to stay where you're at, right here and to grow it's all right here ready for you and so when you're growing you're you're not going to get swept by life you're not going to get swept by yeah. the hurts and by people and when you chase god then god's the one who's going to be taking care of you and, and shielding you yeah and so that causes you like elias said staying power yeah well you know it's it's kind of like what he had said he says that you know when you read this he kept saying for christ's sake yeah, yeah. for his sake you know he understood there's an advantage yeah Man, when you pursue him, mm -hmm. because, you know, Jesus tells us, you know, man, you seek those that seek me are going to find me mm -hmm. when you search for me with all of your heart. Yeah. And I think the problem is that too many people, they want to know his hands. Mm -hmm. They don't want to know yep. his heart. Yep. They, mm -hmm. They're looking at what they can get from God, yeah. uh, not, you know, who God is. And yeah. it's more than just God taking care of your needs. Mm -hmm. Relationship is the whole reason why we were created. God yeah. wanted to fellowship. Yeah. And he created Adam and Eve to fellowship yeah. with him. And that was the first thing that sin separated mm -hmm. was that relationship. The first thing they did was they hid from God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when relationship isn't right, you'll hide from people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When yeah, you got a, when you got people that are dating and the relationship's going going sideways what yeah. happens they quit texting they quit calling yeah you know busy. yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. busy 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 <laughs> and uh and that's the way i've seen that it is with people it's like if 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 you're not i always say this that man uh you either surrender to christ or you surrender to chaos yeah, yeah. that's right you know and you look a lot better when you're in christ than when you're out of christ mm -hmm. because in that relationship that's where you find your life. Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And the yeah. Bible says, in him we live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In him we move. In him we find our being. And it's so vital to protect that relationship with everything that you have. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been raised in, in this. And, and you guys have seen that we, we would never sacrifice the relationship that we have and the devotion, like you said, mm -hmm. the devotion that we have for God for nothing and nobody. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't anybody. sacrifice it for you. Yeah. I wouldn't sacrifice it for your mother. I wouldn't sacrifice it for my grandkids. I would sacrifice it for nothing. Yeah. God is my life and mm -hmm. everything good in my life is a result of him. And, you know, it's it's sad that too many people, it's, it, you know, you see the value system mm -hmm. that they have for the Lord because when you can just walk away from God, it should not be easy to abandon that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would rather die mm -hmm. than not be found in him. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus, you know, when you think about how important relationship is, look at his relationship with us. Mm -hmm. He was willing to go to hell mm -hmm. instead of going to heaven without us. Mm -hmm. And it's like he went through what he went through for our sake because of love, because of his desire for relationship for us. And you look at the thing that was the most challenging for him. It wasn't the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. yeah. It wasn't him dying and suffering for us that he was challenged with before the crucifixion. The thing that was hardest for him to have to accept was that God the Father was going to have to sever a relationship with mm -hmm. the Son. Yeah, yep. he returned. Yeah. And it makes me want to cry because oh, it's yeah. like... It's just a beautiful... You know... Beautiful sacrifice. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It was like that was the thing that he knew was going to be the hardest was that sin separates us from God. Yeah. And I think that when people come into a place where you understand the value of that relationship to where if he was willing to do that much to have something with us, mm -hmm. then man, why wouldn't we be willing to do the, yeah. the little things that he asked mm -hmm. yeah. for yeah. us to do to live Just to live him. righteous. Yeah. He just has to live, yeah, live holy. Just, you Put know. him above everything. Yeah. And the, the great thing I love about the cross really is that he said those words so we never have to. Mm -hmm. He said right. those oh, words yeah. on, no. so true. we never have to. And I thank God I'm, you know, being raised yeah. that he put me in your family mm -hmm. because I never have to ever know what it's like to be without the Holy Spirit, yeah. to be without, you know, him leading my steps. And yeah, there are moments that are tough. I'm not perfect. And growing up as a PK, I mean, yeah, you, you have to have thick skin. You do. But I could not comprehend, no matter what people have said about us, posted about us, yeah. did to us, left, leaving us. I That means nothing when it comes to walking away, mm. when you know, what Jesus did on that cross. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't compare. Yeah. Mm. And the Bible tells us when you waver, when you feel uneasy, to read back over mm. what he did. Yeah. And I think that if people just did that, yeah. you have staying power. Yep. It'd be the hardest thing, huh, Madeline? Yeah. I can mm. imagine. Yeah. I'm so glad I'll drag that you, you guys. <laughs> I, 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 I tell you, I thank, I thank God that you both love the Lord the way that you do and you serve him the way that you do because your lives do make the Lord look so attractive because... You guys value him in everything. Mm -hmm. I watch it, and every decision you guys make now as adults, it's 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 seen that it's birthed out of your your love for God more mm -hmm. than anybody. Yeah. You know, God loves you so much, and I'm telling you, dig into your relationship with Him. Amen. Uh, ask God to just stir your heart tremendously. Amen, and go further with Him. Amen. We love you so much. God bless you. We'll see you guys again on Kingdom Concept.